Hello, dog fans, or maybe you're a duck fan or anywhere in between. I don't know. Either way, welcome to the Here and There Sports Podcast. Thank you for listening. This is another one of my individual podcasts featuring just Washington Husky football talk rather than the holistic review whip around sports. And the good news is that today it is not a 2 a.m. rant on the Huskies after losing a brutal game that we played absolutely awfully in and should have won. But today I'm going to be previewing the game against Oregon, debriefing what happened against Arizona. And we will get into that after a word from the sponsors, because yes, there will probably be a few words and a few advertisements in this episode. Um, I kind of enjoy earning some money so there will be a few of those in here i'm sorry i'm a sellout but that's the reality and if you want to leave go for it you clicking on this episode already allowed me to earn money from it so uh no just kidding please continue listening um but either way i will get back to you after a word from the sponsor What was the score of that game again? Um, that's right, 70-21. to 21, The Huskies beat Oregon in 2016. Welcome to UW versus Oregon week. And if you were a Ducks fan listening to this, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I know that the Huskies lost last year. And the clip I just played was from one of the Huskies' two wins against Oregon in like 16 years. I'm well aware of that. But, I mean, come on. If, if Oregon fans can play the clip of Kenny Wheaton's Pick six from before I was even born, I think. Uh, to be honest, I don't even really know when that happened. But from before I was born, all the time, I can play Jake Browning's point. So that's how we're going to start this episode off of. Jake Browning gives Oregon a little sauce in 2016. I don't think people realize how blessed us Husky fans were with that 2016 team. I mean, we just kind of became numb to it. But they won 12 games, which they've only done once, one other time in their program history, Jake Browning threw 43 touchdowns. Keep in mind, he never threw more than 19 in any other season of his college career. He threw 49, finished 6 in Heisman voting. John Ross caught 82 passes for 17 touchdowns. The Huskies finished ranked number 4 in the country, won the Pac-12, beat the Cougars, beat Oregon for the first time since 2000 who knows what. I mean, that was an awesome year. Oh my god. Uh, sorry, I just got a text. That was an awesome year, 2016. The past few years haven't been terrible either. This year was looking like it might have been horrible, but after that second half of the Arizona game, we'll see. Might not be, might not end up being too bad. The first thing I'm going to address is, spoiler alert, the Arizona game. So in the first half of that game, I really thought we were going to lose. Well, okay. First half... After the mistakes I saw Arizona making, I thought that we were going to pull away with a win. But once Arizona went up 17-13, to and that was the score at halftime, and our offense could not go anywhere, it was pretty sus. And it was so frustrating to have the ball deep in Oregon territory and not be able to punch it in for a touchdown. If there was ever a time where Firehamden was more uh, relevant, it was at halftime of the game against Arizona and even after what happened in that second half I'm still not on the Bush Hamden bandwagon I still think that this offense is broken in all sorts of ways and odds are we're going to see that against Oregon this Saturday 
but I have to give credit where it's due. The Huskies offense played amazing in the second half against Arizona, and we got the win, and that's all that matters. Five and two now, that's not too bad. Um, Big game against Oregon, and that sort of segues me into this matchup against Oregon because Oregon happens to have the third best defense in college football, right? Normally when we think of Oregon, we think of high-flying offenses, all these D'Anthony Thomas or LaMichael James, Marcus Mariota, Dylan Mitchell, you know, I could go I could go on and on, whoever. Royce Freeman, I guess, he was a power back, but you get my point. Um, we think of the Oregon offense, but this year their defense is ranked third in the country in points allowed. They've allowed 8.7 points per game. I, like, I don't even have 8.7 friends. Like, let's just think about that for a second. 8.7 points per game. Their defense is really, really good, and their offense isn't bad either. They have Justin Herbert, who's a first-round NFL draft pick. I don't know what the injury status of their tight end Jacob Breland is, okay? But the point is their offense still puts up points with the best of them. Um, they're fourth in total yardage in the Pac-12, but part of that is because they get up so big that they don't need to pile on a ton of yards. I mean, they beat Nevada 77-6 to for crying out loud. Um, but the Huskies aren't even in the top five in offense in the Pac-12. The Huskies offense, when you consider the whole body of work of this season, has not been good. That being said, I thought that Jacob Eason in the second half against Arizona was the best that I've seen him. Okay, I mean, I have no complaints about that second half against Arizona. I mean, a large reason why we won that game, we got to be honest, is because Arizona was not very good. I mean, you know, Khalil Tate was uh, scrambling out of the pocket running for his life because of the how bad the Arizona offensive line was. And, you know, who knows how many times we saw him throw the ball away. And it's not even really his fault, but Arizona was just not clicking, save maybe for the second quarter. So Arizona was not great. But seeing the offense come alive, I don't care if it was against Blue Mountain State, Southwestern, Dakota State. I don't care. We needed to see this offense come alive. And guess what? It did. And we haven't seen it like that since probably BYU, maybe even Eastern. We haven't seen it to that extent. Um... And hey, they put the young bloods in at wide receiver. We saw Puka Nakua make a couple huge catches. Uh, I'm trying to think of all. Jordan Chin made a huge catch, and Fuller stepped up when he needed to. Plus, Eason was making those passes. Okay, he threw some dimes. The Huskies' offense was just clicking on all cylinders. Ahmed had some big runs. And when the Huskies' offense plays like that, I mean, hell, maybe we can beat Oregon. Maybe we can run this table. Who knows? They played great against Arizona in the second half. It was as good as I've seen that offense. Eason played great. Receivers played great. O-line played great. Running backs played great. And let's just hope that they can keep it up. But now I need to preview this Oregon game. So the Oregon game is 1230 this Saturday. I don't know why it's not a night game. I would probably prefer it to be a night game, to be honest. So then I have it to look forward to all day. Now I'm going to go to the game. Huskies are going to lose, and then I'm going to go home and just be sad for the rest of the day. It's going to ruin my Saturday night. So that's gonna. It's, I don't know why it's at 1230. I don't really care. 
Actually, I just spent the last 30 seconds talking about why I do care, so I do care. But what's more important is that the Huskies win this game. Uh, I still think Hamden is should be on the hot seat because I, here's, here's, here's the thing. If the offense hadn't been so brutally bad up to that point that it finally clicked against Arizona, we wouldn't be giving Hamden as much credit as we are now. Because we, we tend to kind of think, oh, since it has been so bad and now it showed life for two quarters of the game, it must be fixed now, all is right. Well, no, that's not really how it works. We just saw the offense playing so poorly that we overreact when it doesn't play as poorly. And we all do that, but that's the reality of the situation. We need to see how they play against Oregon because if they lose against Oregon, they cannot win the Pac-12. Oregon's going to win the Pac-12 North if they beat us. And it's not even that's not even like a, oh, I just think for the rest of the season, Oregon's going to play really good football. No, it's... Cal has two conference losses. We would have three conference losses under this scenario. Beavers, I think, have two conference losses. Stanford has two, including one to Oregon. So essentially, if Oregon beats us, they would need to lose like three or four games out of their last six games to miss to not win the Pac-12 North. So essentially, if Oregon wins this game, they're going to win the Pac-12 North which is ridiculous that we're already saying this, but here we are. And even if Oregon loses to us, they can still win the Pac-12 North. I mean, we need to beat them, win out, and have them lose one more game. Plus, we would need Stanford to lose another game, right? And we would need Cal to lose another game. So this isn't, it's not like if we beat Oregon, we're all set. We're far from it. But the first step is beating Oregon, and I'll be honest, Beating Oregon is kind of la creme de la creme of this season, if that makes any sense. It's one of those games where it's like, well, if nothing else this season, we beat Oregon. But as I said, Oregon is third in total defense this year in college football. They have Justin Herbert at quarterback. They still have playmakers on offense. We're just not seeing any, you know, jump off the page talent maybe at those skill positions on offense, but it's still there. And the Huskies' defense is very inexperienced. I mean, the Huskies' defense has been pretty good, but it's fifth in the Pac-12 still. I mean, we're behind Oregon, Utah, Arizona State, and Cal in the Pac-12. Oregon is first in points allowed and yards allowed in the Pac-12. Oregon is also first in sacks accumulated. We're second in sacks, which is a good sign. Oregon's top five in rushing, top five in passing, top five in total yards. Um, not top three in any of those categories, however. But like I said, it's really their defense this year. So <sighs> it's hard. It's it's really hard for me to pick us to lose this game. The spread is Oregon by three. Um, I I mean, honestly, our defense is inexperienced, and. The D-line has been getting sacks and playing really well. Miles Bryant anchors the secondary, but the corners get burned quite a bit. I mean, we saw Khalil Tate pretty easily picking apart the middle of the field for a good amount of that game, and now it's Justin Herbert that we're going against at home. But here's how I see this game going, okay? I think that we are going to start off fairly strong. I think 
some of that momentum maybe from last week carries over. The Huskies are starting to get it together. I think we'll start out strong, have a pretty good first quarter. Ants, Oregon will answer back. It'll sort of be a back-and-forth thing. It'll stall defensively. We'll get into the third quarter. The score will be like 20-17 to 17 Oregon or something like that. Heading into the fourth, then it'll come down to Jacob Eason and the offense to put together um, really a season-saving drive, a couple season-saving drives. I think they'll get stopped on a few of them, and maybe it comes down to a Peyton Henry field goal. Um, so I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be close. The Husky fan in me wants to say we're gonna pull it out. The logical, analytical person in me wants to say Oregon's gonna win the game. You know what? While I think it over, let's get another. Let's get one more advertisement in so I have about 55 seconds to think it over. I'll get back to you with my official prediction to win this game right after this because my predictions are absolutely never wrong. So you're definitely going to want to hear this. All right, who's ready to hear who's going to win this game? I can save you five days and a couple hours in front of the television or at... The stadium by just telling you right now who's going to win this game. Um, Jacob Breland, the Oregon tight end, is out for the season, so that sucks. I'm sorry for him. Troy Dye, Oregon's linebacker, will play in this game. And after further research, Oregon is going to be wearing their all green with yellow numbering for this game. So that's going to be not too appealing to the eye. I'm not too excited to look down on that. Might have to wear sunglasses i would avoid wearing 3d glasses if i were any of you going to the game um i don't really know where i'm going with this to be honest but oregon has been great in their red zone defense this season which the huskies have not been good in the red zone on offense so that's something that you don't want to hear if you're a husky fan but as i said i think the huskies will get out fast they've played well in the first quarter this season Oregon has been on an absolute tear, um, outscoring their last five opponents 195 to 25. But let's just pick up where we left off. I have it at 20 to 17, Oregon. I got four minutes left in the fourth quarter. Okay. Huskies have the ball off their own 25 yard line. Jacob Easton takes a snap. He throws a 12 yard pass to Aaron Fuller. He catches it. The Huskies move down the field. Three yard run to Ahmed. Incomplete pass to Bacelli. Jet sweep to McClatcher for eight yards. Handoff to Ahmed for seven yards. Pass down the field to Hunter Bryant for 22 yards. Eason loads up. He throws it to the back corner of the end zone for Puka Nakua. Incomplete. There's a yellow flag down on the field. It's a pass interference. The Huskies continue to march the ball down the field. Eason runs the ball down to the one-yard line. He's down at the one. Then the Huskies hand it off to Ahmed. He's going to be stuffed. Brock Med leaps up. He throws it over the goal line. It's a jump pass, and it's caught by Cade Otten for the Huskies' touchdown. And the Huskies take the lead, 24-20. to Now, there's 32 seconds on the clock. The Huskies kick the ball out of bounds. Herbert gets the ball at his own 25 after Peyton Henry boots it for a touchback, getting redemption, sort of, maybe, kind of, you can call it that, for his miscue last year against Oregon. I think we all know what I'm referring to. I don't want to talk about that anymore. We're going to move on from it. 
Herbert drops back to pass. Herbert throws it for Jalen Red. He completes it for 25 yards. The Ducks are marching down the field. 17 seconds now. Herbert takes a snap. It's a Husky blitz, and Joe Tryon closes in on Herbert for the sack. The ball comes loose, and it is recovered by the freshman Josh Calvert. And the Huskies take the ball over. They kneel it, and the Huskies beat the Ducks 24-20 in heroic fashion. That's how this game's going to shake out. Go Huskies, and I'll see you all after Saturday. All right, thank you all for watching. Um, If you made it this far and the podcast didn't quite live up to your expectations, I'm sorry, I'm not really used to giving podcasts where the Huskies haven't just lost and it's 2 a.m. in my defense. So this is a little new to me coming off of a win, but I was just having some fun with this one. But I I wasn't kidding. I do think, I do have a feeling that we're going to beat Oregon. Maybe it's just me being optimistic, but... I do kind of have a feeling that we're going to beat the Ducks. So hopefully that happens. Like I said, thank you all for watching and I'll see you later. So there you go. That's the pick. Huskies are going to win this Saturday. I hope it doesn't come back to bite me later on for saying that it might. But whatever. I'll have some some optimism in the Huskies. And hey, that's just the pick. No, not this pick. Yeah, so like I said, I've never, I didn't even watch that live, but it seems pretty bad. 1994, and I've watched it so many times that it's even annoying to me at this point. So, but hey, I played the Jake Browning clip at the start of this, so I'll throw that one in there too. Um, So that is the pick, and I just gave you my pick. I'm really sorry for doing that, but...